See what happened when you get some new technology? You don't know how to yeah. act, boy. Well, I well, swear. I I s- s- yeah, like, <laughs> oh, see, now you have no excuse not to ever join. You say, hey, this yeah, doing a little right. rotating thing. Right. right. And you got an see? iPhone, so it's, you know, you're good. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Sorry for you. Can't do no, it on the Android. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. Sorry. Exactly. Sorry for you. Exactly. Sorry for you. Yeah, man. You're listening to the Hot Sea Podcast. Welcome all. I'm Sean along my co-host, Earl. Yo. Dave. Yes, sir. And you know what it is. We're just dads with mics. Games with headsets and a whole lot of unfiltered conversation. As always, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Hot Seed Podcast. And be sure to listen, like, rate, review, share, and most importantly, enjoy on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite shows. Go ahead and subscribe to that YouTube channel, man, at the Hot Seed Podcast. Make sure you like it as well. Give us a review so you know, let us know how well we're doing. It's episode 138. The boys are back in the building once again. Welcome, welcome. After we had like a nice festive Sunday, to say the least. We'll talk about that shortly. Some Grammy talk, some other things on the you know Black History Month and such. Before we get into all that, though, how you guys doing? Well, shit, after this technical difficulty I just had, I guess I'm all right, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's blessed and highly favored. Yeah, blessed and highly favored. If you guys are wondering, if you're watching or listening, and if, if Earl sounds a little muted kind of issues or something like that it's because we're doing it from an iphone because you know for whatever reason that the good old work laptop just ain't working so you know it's not acting right yeah you know yeah i don't i don't get it it happens it happens to the best of us man how's your week brother that was pretty good i mean um i don't know if kind of felt a little uh sports wise kind of felt a little slow i had Mm -hmm. to subject myself to that bullshit uh pro bowl crap and oh, man. what made it even worse is that when I saw that they was playing flag football, I was like, all right, let me turn this shit off. Like I was utterly upset. So I'm getting to the re- I'm I'm getting to the realization that uh this week is the last week of football and I'm about to be sad. So yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is. is. It is. Storyteller, how about you, my friend? How about you? I'm good, man. I'm I'm trying to get everything out. And done this week early, <laughs> so mm-hmm. that uh, nobody could bother me going into the weekend. Right. Girl heard some of my talk online right. to the missus. Like, look, they're playing all that stuff for like Friday, Saturday, because mm-hmm. Sunday. Oh, the game ain't till no, 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 it's clip. All of Sunday, I am done. It's <laughs> ain't nothing I'm doing in the morning, and none of that. <laughs> yeah. I, By yeah, the way, yeah, once yeah. again, I, I will say that. Um, Monday should be a national holiday. I say it every year. It right. absolutely should be, man. It, it should be. It's a holiday for me. I don't it, understand it, it, how it's not yet. When I was a uh, when I was in the military, man, I was overseas, and I think I told the story before, man. We actually, um, you got the day off. Like if we had, like you know, we had uh, minimal manning. That's what they called it at the time. And, you know, there were certain things that you have to have somebody on duty. But besides that, nobody was working on Super Bowl Sunday. 
nobody at all. Something just happened to Dave. I'm not sure what happened, but no one worked, you know, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, I'm being at the time I was part of the uh, maintenance support team. So we were the antenna guys and such. So we were on call just in case something went down, but you know, we made sure that everything stayed up with Yes. Yeah. You know, it's the last thing you want is, Hey, 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 the Super Bowl is down. And we the antenna guys, and we got to go jump up on something, you know, a roof or antenna somewhere to make sure the shots coming in. Not yes. a good, not a good so, thing. Not so a good long thing. night for y'all. Yeah, but we were good. We we had no issues. We had no issues at all. Um, but yeah, there was no uh, no one worked that day. Everybody, you know, like I said, you had duty or something like that. But you know, we switched out. You know, and typically the folks who's on the food side, the cooks and stuff, you know, they had either it was something happening down at the chow hall or at like one of the, um, the, the AP spots or something like that. So it was dope. But, you know, we went to bars, you know, I was overseas. We, we did what we did. It's fine. Nah, but yeah. It was, it was, it was good there, but yeah, after, it's you guys point that should, the day after should not absolutely be a national holiday. Yeah, um, right. yeah, it's yeah. And, and for the record, yeah, uh, the game starts, the game starts Sunday at nine 30. And it starts with us. Football Talk Live. Super Bowl Bruh. pregame show, 9.30 a.m. YouTube, Facebook, IG Live. Bro, when you said 9.30, I was like, what? That's fucking wrong. Then I realized what you were talking about. Okay, you're right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're part of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah pregame yeah, show. We're going to talk. Did I did not get the memo? 9.30. we going to talk some Super Bowl stories, some new coaching hirings. we even going to do our, uh, our first mock draft. Talk about that a little bit. Talk about some tailgating. Have some fun. Get some, you know, audience participation and stuff like that. You know, it's going to be a fun time, man. Um, Let's go Giants. All right. All right. All right. Come on. I'm having a good day. <laughs> I mean, the week, the week was decent for me, but I'll say today was great. You know why? I feel accomplished. I installed a cat door today, and the shit was fun. So I had to take down the t- what? Cat door. I t- installed a cat door today. Yeah, fuck them cats. Yeah, installed a cat door. It's for the cat that's in the house. Um... So we have the one door. Dave knows, you know, that goes oh down to. Oh my god! So t- <laughs> it's technology. <laughs> He's the worst. <laughs> like I'm watching like a childish Gambino. Uh, oh my god, man! Movie music video. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> me oh my god! This guy's the worst. <laughs> um. So yeah, man. Like so, like the door that goes down to the lower level. You know, we kept it open so the cat can go downstairs because her automatic, you know, litter box is down there. But it's like it lets a draft through. So finally, after about a year of owning the house, you know, finally decided to you know install the cat door uh, that the missus had purchased. And you know, after I did it, I looked at it with my hands on my hip and just looked down at it. It was like, fucking feel accomplished, right? Now. <laughs> so you, so you want this cat to come in and out? What do you mean? It's 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 inside the house. She's our oh, she's our cat. Yeah, she's in. No, the, she's our cat. But, yeah, I mean, but no, she's other, other other kittens and shit like that. No, no, no. Of... This is inside the house. Meaning, this is just from the from our main level to the lower level. So oh, that door that goes. Oh. So instead of us having to keep it open, you know, like we did before, she can you know we keep that door closed. And she's go through the cat door. So that's that's what I mean. Oh hell no, we're not. No, we're not about to have that. Look, yeah. Once again, he lit. Let me know. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't doing nothing extra to let nobody yeah. forget yeah. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> look, 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 we got cameras and all type of shit in my house. Like we I don't I don't care. We're not doing that. They be passing now. babies through that joint talking about just open it. Just open it. 
It's right Look, there. I told you we I told you we had a fox. The last thing I need is a goddamn fox coming through the house. I'm like, you know what? Just take the whole house, sir. Just take yeah. the whole house. That's only th- yeah, I can't I can't do it. You got nope. foxes nope. on your town on your side of the town? We got one fox, bro, that comes into the, the backyard because we got these big ass, you know, fattened up rabbits that, you know, just eats the grass and whatever else they do in my yard, whatever they do. And so that's that's what draws him there. It's just one beautiful fox. But, you know, he's like the size of a husky. He's big as shit. I can't lie. Um, you get a paintball gun for that or a BB gun for his ass. I mean, he ain't bothered me. I ain't bothered him. You know, you know, Benny even came back every time he went outside. So if I don't hear him come back and scratching on the door, I'm like, oh. Fox I got a badass groundhog that I need to get rid of. He good right now, but um, yeah, come come around. You see, did he see a shadow? Did he see a shadow or no? No, I saw his fat ass mm. and everything that he super balls. I don't like it. I don't Spe- like it at all. Speaking speaking of which, it's supposed to be sixty something degrees this weekend, bro. Bro, yes. don't, don't fall for that bullshit. <laughs> groundhog talk about the spring coming early, and I'm like. When did winter happen? Don't fall for that. Look, no, no, no. Don't bring, don't bring winter here. This, I'm good. Hey, look, I will, your winter, I your will, winter is different, Earl. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will gladly pull out my clubs and gladly, gladly slide my ass over to the range. You know, oh, gladly. That, that so, was so really, that was a man. lot. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, pull out and yeah, pull out yeah, and slide. Yeah. And I just, yeah, wow. Much, Wait, Show was yeah, about I'm, to be a wrap. Welcome to the <laughs> 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 I, it's, it's, it's been all over the place, man, because we went from, you know, right after that that winter storm we had, and it's, what, almost 80 degrees, then it drops back down, then a couple of days ago, it's like 60 degrees outside, and then it's cold now, then it's, man, listen, I told you, you know, the earth is going to hell in a handbasket, and it's, it's not, it's not going to be good. That's, that's all I, all I know. I, I guess, I, I guess. Mm. Let's get into some some conversation, man. Um, mm. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So last night, actually, now night before last, because now we're recording nine thirty on Tuesday night. So February sixth for timestamp guy. Sunday night was the sixty sixth annual Grammy Awards. Mm. Um, that you know was televised live, quote unquote, at eight a.m. Although the Grammys actually start a little earlier in the day. Um, there's a lot of Grammys that are given out. There's no way that they can do all this in that three hour period. But at the same time, I feel like they can show a lot more because if you really look at how much stuff is actually shown during that three and a half hour period, they stretch a lot of shit out for no reason, uh, in my opinion. Um, and you know, some things that I would like to see, like there was one and shout out to, I forget the teacher's name and I apologize. Um, it was a teacher from Annandale, Virginia, man. She won a Grammy for, I think it was like for teacher, I want like teacher of the year or something like that. For, she, she's an orchestra teacher out there, which is pretty dope. I'm Virginia, so man. So you can win Grammys dope. to teach? They, there's music. Grammys. Yeah, for music. So but it's different yeah, in the music department. So it's different types of Grammys. It's not just, you know, album of the year, rap. But there's different Grammys you can win. You know, there, there's different awards in that case. Like you have, like, put, uh, the, put that on your ahead. resume. Like, yeah, I got a Grammy. I just like but, the fact that she's from she's from Northern Virginia, yeah. But you know, she was an orchestra teacher, which is you know was near and is near and dear to my heart. So that was pretty dope to see. Um, I mean, in class, like, fucking uh, programs in schools no more. So I mean, it's not. So yeah, I'm surprised. You know, I am surprised. All I know is, as a student, when you walk in her class and you see that goddamn Grammy sitting on her desk. And them kids don't you give a shit. <laughs> they, yeah, don't. I'm sorry. They, they, they don't. They really don't, man. They really don't. 
That shit don't move though. <laughs> I mean, nah. some of the kids do. Some of the kids that half, I can't say that. Kids, say that, that would get us. These, that would, yeah. These kids don't even know what a Grammy is, y'all. Be honest with you. Like they they don't know what a Grammy is. Sadly, sadly, they really don't. I, I, well, I mean, well, I guess those. It's kids true because Twenty One Savage was up up in the building, and I don't know if you heard what they said at the beginning of the show. But they said that man got, uh, I guess, with some new track he dropped in 2024, he got over a billion mm-hmm. streams already. Yeah. Trevor Noah yeah. uh, shouted him out. I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, to, to Earl's point, these kids don't know what a Grammy is, and apparently they some don't. of the voters don't know what Grammys are either. But let's just roll right into it. Mm. Um, So the highlight of the show. Oh, hold actually, on, hold believe on, it or hold not, on. Because you... You about to go? If you about to go into that part, I need to get some people respect on the Grammys before you do all. No, that. no, 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 no. The highlight of the show actually isn't what everybody think we're going to talk about. I'm about One to say the that's about to change the, the whole. Uh, no, yeah, was I got uh, time for that. I got time for for Tracy Chapman. If you guys saw, yes. that was right. in my opinion was the that highlight of the show. Um, I love so that. Y'all and actually see, watch your shit? Yeah, like y'all actually saw. I've watched half of it and seen highlights. Damn. Damn, I, I watch I watch the Grammys every single year. Um, aren't every you part year of? I watch the Grammys. Uh, yeah, aren't you? Well, he has to, right? I don't have to. I don't have to watch the Grammys. Man, you better do it, boy. You better like do it, boy. Boycott like Jay Z. Like that um, no. that big uh, ass boycott still watching. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, so I mean, for for like like seeing Tracy Chapman out there perform one. Performing a song, man, Killed that it. is about I want to say what forty years old. Uh, Fast cars, man, and her voice still being what it is. Killed it. Yeah. And the thing that the thing about that is um is the the essence of the Grammys. Okay, strip away all the luxury that you see from everybody that's in that auditorium. Okay, there's easily. I can't even add it up, but it, it, between the attire and the jewelry, um, there's easily, you know, a couple of billion dollars worth of just stuff people are wearing on Grammy night, which the Grammys at its essence, that's, that's not really what the Grammys was about or is about, but it now it has turned into something to where, the regular person who watches it, you're just looking at a bunch of people that is, you know, you know, they, you know, they're like walking billboards for whatever attire that they're doing and all the commercials and stuff like that. Um, you know, commercials that you only see doing the Grammys, kind of like Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But it's become now, it's become so commercialized. You know, back in the day, you know, he had some people who dressed up. Some of the people who were part of the orgs and stuff like that were, were you, know, you know, black and white, you know, type stuff. But the performance and stuff, they were there. They, you know, they didn't do all the other fancy stuff. And now I think when they constantly take shots out into the crowd, it takes away from the true essence of where the Grammy is and actually getting this award from your peers for the most part um, in this case. But there's a lot of politics with it. But again, Circle back to, to having Tracy Chapman up, Tracy Chapman up there, and up there performing with uh, Luke Luke Combs, is Luke his name, Combs. Um, which was pretty dope. Um, I, I, again, I think that was the the highlight of the night for me. And the Not other really. lady, the 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 older white lady, I forget her name, bro. She's like eighty years old, 
Um, she's a OG. And I apologize again. I watched her perform and knowing, you know, what she had went through. Actually, it, they were saying they were when they were announcing her coming out or performing, and she uh, performed, you know, with the the guitarist and the, the string quartet and stuff like that. Her going through her whole health thing to the point to where she like I think she said she learned to walk three times, um, had to learn to walk three times, and the fact that she was performing for the first time in eons at eighty years old and her voice was still immaculate for you know for what her voice is um was dope like those type of things i like to see at the grammys um i was not a fan of the travis scott performance <laughs> I, and i like travis scott some of travis scott's they let this songs but i didn't like that like performance theme. you know i didn't i, I didn't like that theme performance i didn't see they that. Let that young man perform yeah he performed um he's actually he was up for album of the year for utopia um okay. so and okay. um but I mean, what else from what you watched, right. Dave? I know the NFL. So what, what you got? Go ahead, Go ahead. Dave. What you got? Um, I gotta get Tracy Chapman was on my list definitely. Um, John Batiste. Um, yeah, I don't yes, know if you yes. saw his part during like the memorial yeah. part, right, right after uh, Stevie. Um, hey, Stevie was performing. He did the memorial part to um, who did he dedicate it to? Um, Tony Bennett. Because mm-hmm. those two oh. were really good friends. Yeah. So he did a thing with, I don't know if it was like an AI generated Tony Bennett type thing. It, it was, it was weird but dope at the same time. Like you know yeah. how you see those holograms, you're like, damn, that looked just like Pac, and you're like, damn, that's creepy. It it was sort of <laughs> right. it wasn't a hologram, but the way they did it, they were performing together. together. Tony Bennett yeah. was on screen and uh, shouting Stevie. out Stevie Wonder at the same time. Oh, so that was cool, and you could see that he was it, was. it was a very heartfelt moment because Stevie was talking about, um, like he was a teenager listening to Tony Bennett and how he wrote music and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it switched over to uh, John Batiste, and I, I had to look over at Andrea and go, you know what? When's the last time the Grammys took you to church? Because that's where he went. Oh, yeah, he absolutely. That, yes, if yes. you saw that yes. performance, yeah. I was like, yo, everybody about to come out on this joint. <laughs> like Eric Campbell about to be out here, yeah, yeah. He, Cause I know he plays uh, instruments and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yo, he's he's crazy, he's good. With it, man. He's dope. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he he gives me a more upbeat John Legend vibe, kind of mm, like yeah. in that that artistry type of thing. But um, I, I I really love him every single time he performs. And like I said, he brought them to church, and I had to look at Andrew, and I was like. When's the last time you seen a gospel performance? Not that this was all gospel, but on the Grammys. Like these are the things the that Clark I cut sisters out. when they was running out there. <laughs> you you get what I mean? Like it 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 gave a real real nice vibe to it. Um, Fantasia's tribute to Tina Tina Turner off the chain. Yes, dope off yeah. the chain. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for yeah. all the people that uh you know <laughs> just jumped on that track through. Through some uh, color purple or something, you've been missing the boat. Uh, <laughs> Fantasia is probably one of the most undermarketed artists and right. underappreciated as far as getting the right writers around her and stuff like that that are out there because she could sing. Not no, no, sing. She can sing. No, she has yes. some jam. But you know what I'm talking about. People should be yeah, talking about Fantasia. Classic, First of all, she got that. She should be one of those people that are mentioned every single with the Grammys. She's never up here for no Grammys. 
she's never up here for for one of the top artists that are out there. It, it yeah, but she, an album but you know, is never she, put together in that way. She's not that type of artist. Like she, she's not a for her to be mentioned. She would have to be a pop artist. She would have to be a Beyonce or Whitney Houston. She's not she's like a, a pop. She's not a pop type. She don't have. Yeah, she's a pop old. Voice. She's old. She's old school. She's old school R and B. First of all, right. if y'all didn't like know already. She got that Haley blood. Talk to her in, in her. that sense. Yeah, she got that Haley that, blood in. If you know Haley, that's what I'm saying. Casey and JoJo Haley. That's what whenever, whenever you need yeah. whenever you need anybody to yeah. honor somebody, that's when they call Fantasia, yeah. and that's about it. Yeah. But it's yeah. a certain it's a certain person that they honor, and if it's like a old no, 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 that's what I'm saying. I understand yeah. that, but she's more than that, bro. Like her no, voice is something that, yeah, she, and I think it's is. under underappreciated. But um, yeah, that that oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And well, you know what. We'll get to the other two things. Yeah, I mean, it was the scissor stuff leads into. It's kind of feeding onto that point, but I was saying like, I think that's that's one of the issues that's wrong with the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't about the voice, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? It's it's about, in my opinion, I think it's about like popularity. popularity. You know what yeah. what's going to get people to view the the awards. You know what I'm saying, and I and I I, I don't know, but that's why I said like I, I think with with Fantasia, like yeah, she's dope. You know, another person that they always bring out to do tributes, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> He's always <laughs> doing tributes. Yeah, <laughs> Stevie he Wonder do. comes on yeah. every year and does it's a fact. You know what I'm saying, Stevie Wonder, is, and it's because like I mean, take away taking uh, you know aside that he's dope, but it's just like yo. He could play piano. Like he's one of those people. I feel like you can go through any genre. He can, you know, he could do. And then also too, he knew a lot of these people. I was about to say he had he's touched. Yeah, he had, all these yeah. yeah. He had a connection with a lot of these people. It's not too many artists that you can kind of do that with. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but go ahead. I'll say I'll say this one thing. One thing that I forgot to point out, and I think as great as the Tracy Chapman moment was, the best. I guess performance of the night, in my opinion, actually came from Billie Eilish. You don't have to be a Billie Eilish fan. Oh, the that young woman, right? Yeah, that young woman right there, Billie Eilish. That young woman there, man. Listen, her voice is so good, and 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 it's one of those ones where if you saw her, you'd be like, "Huh?" But then she sing, you'd be like, "Oh, my bad." It's it. She it's yeah. She's super dope, bro. Like her voice is so dope. It it doesn't. It's two different. She is. There's two different things. There's the Billy Eilish that you see that might look like one of those grunge type. You know, t- she's not even a teenager now. That she's a young woman at this point. When she first came out, her her brother right. Phineas, man, and uh, they've been dope since the beginning. But is she a writer too. We, yeah, her her brother her okay. brother Phineas the one there. So yeah, I've I've been listening. To women. My goodness. Yeah, they. But oh, man, goodness. yo, when that mic is on. Yo, her it, voice is, it, is so dope, man. Is it just me? Cause like, I'm, I'm. That's why I asked y'all a question. Y'all must have thought I was joking. I was dead serious. I was like, y'all watch the Grammys. Yeah, he said he's seen half of it. I seen half of it. And then Sean, you said you said you watched it. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. So I guess with me, like, I watched the Grammys with hate. If this makes sense, so let me let me break it down. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um. I don't hate anybody, but I watch it 
and discuss because I'm like, one, again, this goes back to one. If, if first of all, if there isn't any music that I listen to that I'm just like, yo, they had a dope album. Let me see if the Grammy pays them, you know, homage or homage, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Then there's no need for me to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Because half of the other music I don't listen to. Then the other thing is when you do watch the Grammys, if there is that year where you're like, yo, it had a, you got this dope artist that you know, especially in our community, had a breakout year, had that album. Like I, the last one I could really think about is let's let's look at Kendrick Lamar. Uh, what's the one with um, "We Gonna Be All Right"? Oh, you talking like, about um, um, that album? I know what you're right? about. Pimple, I think it was to, to, to Pimple, Pimple Butterfly. Butterfly. Yeah, to yeah. Pimple Butterfly. So with that, I wanted to see. Not even rap category, because I'm like, we know he's going to win the rap. I wanted to see if he was going to get... Album love, of the year. And I get album of the year. You right. know what I'm saying? I don't remember. I don't recall. But I'm just saying, like, when stuff like that happens, I like to see. Mm-hmm. Then I'll look at, like, R&B. I can't even really call R&B R&B no more, because you have right. all these people, in my opinion, who I don't feel like it's R&B, and you put them in right. that category. But then I'll look at like jazz. So like if Robert Glasper has an album out, I'll try to see if he won. But then I ain't gonna hold you. He's kind of out of place because his jazz is like a fusion, and you're right. putting him in like traditional, you know. So you're putting him in and, there, Winston Marsalis. Yeah. Well, right. And, I, and he was even talking about it because he was like, "Yo, I, they had to make another um, category for him." And what's the other the other young lady who plays the? Uh, she plays the flute or the violin. I'm gonna find her name. She's she's black. She's mixed. Okay. Um, but she plays the yeah. bass. The, the bass. You talking about the bass? You talking about um? Oh, she got like man. a lot of hair. Yeah, yeah. She don't play I, the, I thought it was. I thought it was like the flute or the violin. You're right. I'll, I'll about this, but okay. I got you. I got you. But yeah, so I watch it with I watch it with hate because it's like I'm just sitting up here like, yo, they about to really screw. Another artist, and it's not even like that. I'm shitting on the other artists. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, yo, it's so many times where I'm just like, yo, dog, it's it's blatant. Yeah. So, yeah. so now, <laughs> so now it gets to the point now where that's why, like, legit, my version of watching it was whatever they put on IG. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I saw, I saw the Jay Z part, which I didn't even know he was going to be on it. You know what I'm saying? I saw. What happened to Killer Mike? And I forgot that Killer Mike mm-hmm. had that album. I was like, but again, I would have never even thought that Killer Mike would have, they would have, you know, won, you know, they'd have made him win for um, album was, of the year. For, that was easily album of the year. Well, yeah. I, well, I heard they didn't show it anyway, right? No, they didn't. That wasn't showed, they right? They didn't. They, 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 yeah, right. they didn't. They, they didn't. Yeah, any his, he got the award because the, it starts at like it starts at like six o'clock but, or something. No, like but I'm saying they could have easily fit. But that's regardless. they know that's oh yeah, yeah. That's absolutely, a main absolutely. Genre. Yeah, yeah. But, see, right. and I, but again, it, it is until it ain't. To, but but no, yeah. but listen, that goes back to popularity. Who else was in that? Who else was in that category that was worthwhile? In that one, if, you had Nas. You had Nas and Metro uh, Boomin, and I think you had Twenty One Savage and Drake. In that in a rap in a uh, rap album of the year um, mm, well, category, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I mean, to yeah. be honest with you, it, yeah. it wasn't. None of them really had albums that I could say 
Drake album was an R&B album. Can't really call that a rap album. Well, no, that's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about it's the, the her lost one. It's the one that the collab the collab joint he did with Twenty One Savage. Yeah, it was her lost. That one oh, that was one done. Twenty One. Yeah, that was oh. that was in there for a rap album of the year. Nas's King's Disease Three was in there. Mm-hmm. Metro Boomin, uh, Heroes and Villains, and then Travis Scott Utopia, which I didn't think that was in a rap album year because that's that to your and not to compare but travis scott to me is kind of like a robert glasper what i mean by that is you can't just throw him into no no, no. listen, listen no. To what i'm saying oh my god this guy listen to what i'm saying like you can't just throw robert glass like you were saying into like a jack they'll put him in traditional because that's not him travis scott ain't just rap like his joint is like elect you know electron like hell when they perform at feeding the other night yeah, it's, it's you know he, he does what he does he's um fast. but it's 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 that's not what i consider it would be rap traditional isn't it so it's like one of those things where i think he's more so be i think it'll be like alternative hip-hop type okay. situation but whatever whatever um I, it, it, there's yeah, so the many different man. there's there's layers to oh. the, the go ahead no i was about to say so since you brought it up stay right there with say like the, because this leads right in great segue into the killer mike discussion for example yeah a main a main genre Mm-hmm. That wasn't televised. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I want to say three. He won three Grammys, right? Three, yeah, because yeah. he got he got All rap right. album of the year. He got a uh, song, uh, scientist and engineer, and then he got one more. I forget the, the third one he got. So yeah. then, after well, after everything on stage, then you see TMZ as normal shoot out with mm-hmm. the video, mm-hmm. and you see him being handcuffed. Right, and then the ad thing is posted everywhere. The show's not even over yet. The show's not even over Nowhere yet. This thing over. is out there. I'm already sending it over to Earl. Like, yo, do you see this joint? Right. And I'm like, this is crazy to come down to the fact of them saying there was some type of altercation with the guard that was there about guy, yeah. what way he was supposed to go in and go out and his entourage and blah blah blah. And first day, Earl and I said to each other. So if you're just, you know, want to question him, why you got the handcuffs? Right. Why has that got to be the visual for a man that just yeah, won said, three Grammys? They ain't taking him to jail. They take him to jail, right? No, they, they, they took him, him right into a room right there at the facility, but they brought him back there handcuffed. You know, and he's talking. People are shouting out to him. He's talking yep. regular and everything, yep. and they bring him on in there. And he even said he made a statement afterwards. It was a misunderstanding that this should be all cleared up. It was something with the guard and with my yeah. entourage and how we were supposed to blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I, I told Earl this. I said, every single time there's this type of moment for us, it gets taken away through something else. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That that night for Will Smith was supposed to be the night and we were supposed to talk about uh, King Richard and everything else like that. And next thing you know, by his doing, but next thing you know, we're not talking about that no more. All you hear is about the slap. Now with the Killer Mike thing, oh man, Killer Mike done came up, man, man that Mike album, blah blah blah. You see him leaving out through TMZ and hand with handcuffs on, going into a room, and now boom, it's all over the internet. And that's where my part, I do agree with Earl on, where I'm like, really, bro? Like for all the other things that you could skim over and not let get out, this is the thing that gets out for Killer Mike now. First, you don't televise it, and the thing that you do. Televised in a way because it gets out there so quick is the fact that he's in handcuffs. 
Come on. Well, you know, well, you know, TMZ gonna do it. If nobody else, TMZ gonna be the first. Like, I don't know shit. I stop even pretending like I know what they do. The fact that you, whatever their leads they got, you know, they're gonna be the first one. Pays everybody that works at any event that goes on. Everybody, bro. Everybody. (laughs) Biggest payroll. I don't know. You you turned the camera off, Earl. Um. So this is where it's one of those things where. You want to is this it's this space where you enjoy this creative path that you're on. And then being as a creator, naturally, you want people to not only enjoy it, but if you feel like it's really, really, really good, depending on who you are, you want people to recognize it. And that is that is what the Grammys are. If you notice, there's certain people that hardly ever are at the Grammys, ever. Hell, I mean, it's, um, you hardly, I mean, outside of, you know, you know, to Pimp a Butterfly, I don't remember another year that I saw Kendrick there. He might have been, so correct me if I'm wrong. You're I don't want to, you know, I'm most rap artists, period, because right. of what you I- just saw. Yeah, you got, you got, well, th- not just that, but the fact that some of them, and you could tell by the way they do things, you don't see a J. Cole there. Um, They don't put all their stock into the Grammy aspect. They don't. And while you get great stories like the teacher from out of Annandale, Virginia, who got that, you know, got that recognition as being like the, um, I guess like, or- you know, uh, music teacher of the year, something like that. Um, for I gotta look it up and I'll put anything that that that's dope. Like that's that's something that you, we always talk about how teachers don't get paid enough to what they do and stuff like that. In itself is dope. For me, the Grammy part that resonates is stuff like record of the year. And what I mean by that is, it's not the person who won the record of the year and even talking about album of the year. Album of the year and record of the year is two different two different things. Album of the year that goes to the person who, and the persons who wrote that album, and it's the whole thing is a combined thing. Record of the year that includes the person that you know performing and like the producer. So that's the mechanical side. That's the part that's near and dear to my heart. And there's a bunch of other Grammys. If you look at the Grammy list, where people get like for you know best score and stuff like that. That's kind of stuff that mm-hmm. is near and dear to me, which is dope. That's stuff you won't see on TV. What we see on TV is the stuff, I guess, that you guys said is all marketing. It's kind of drive popularity to those particular artists and such. Um, those names. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's They get those names for everybody to tune in. I mean, at the end of the day, if it wasn't for that, nobody would to chime in to the Grammys. Um, you know, we do get the, the, the good moments like the Tracy Chapman. And at the end, what was the last? Um, well, you haven't seen the last one, but there's a last yeah. performance on there. You get those in there. You get those dope performances, which are really dope because those songs are really, are really like that. But overall, sliding right into the uh, uh, to to the Jay Z speech, mm-hmm. and he just said it what it was, and in 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 a not Kanye way. Um, how does he said this young lady? I like how he refers to his like to his wife as young lady, but I guess he want to. I don't know. Maybe my bad. Tell me, my bad. Before we, because you got off, I wanted to make a point about Mike. Right. The problem that I had with the Mike thing, right? Some of some of it I do feel was just coincidental, 
Uh-huh. But the issue that I had is that at the end of the day, you're at the Grammys. I, I wanted I wanted LAPD or whatever that was to just make better judgments. You're at the Grammys. Even if you don't know who this person is, right? <clears throat> at the end of the day, you know there's a bunch of celebrities, well-known people here, things of that nature. Was there was it necessary for you to put him in handcuffs? <clears throat> and that was my biggest thing. Because yeah. I also looked at it, had that been somebody of another color, <clears throat> you I don't think you would have put him in handcuffs. I think no. it would have just been, you know what, let's unless you were taking them to jail. Yeah. Let's yeah. go to the back. <laughs> but if you're talking about we're gonna go to the back, there was no need to put him in handcuffs. He wasn't resistant. He was this man has on a full tuxedo. Like yep. obviously he's he's supposed to be here. <clears throat> you know yep. what I'm saying? Or he's a he's somebody attending. But it's like, yo, you needed to put him and then the the security guard, like if I was Mike's team, I'd have had a problem. I'd say, you know what, yo, who who runs this? Because now I need to have a conversation with them about the security guard. Cause clearly, like mm-hmm. it was to the point where you had to put me in cuffs. Right now, granted, I don't know. Nobody knows all of the inner outs, you know, inner workings of what happened. But again, I just always think about like what's excessive, you know, and, and, and how this could have went a whole nother way. And then what made yeah. it worse is that you know you got TMZ or you. We live in the era of video cameras, so you're gonna have people video camera. You know what I mean? And then it just Again, just coincidentally, this man just won three, and it's like, yo, oh man, right after he won three, he's he's going to jail. You know, I really mm-hmm. think that that was just a coincidence, but you know, it, it, it just it wasn't it wasn't a good look. It was not a good look. No, at all, it, it was unnecessary. That's um, that's my thing. It's all I know is that the security person, for what I understand, got pushed over. But if you got pushed over, you should not. You should resign as a security person. Because, you know, you at the Grammys, you had some big artists there. So I'm assuming this security person should have been of ample stature, I would think. I don't know. If you got pushed over, it'd be like, you might want to rethink your security. Oh, oh, no. Or, oh, or have better security. Yeah. Right. Right, right. Yo. right. Yeah. They got better like, security. Why, why is this function ran so bad where the actual people that are up for awards don't know where to go? Right. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> wild. So circle back to the thing that's being most talked about right now is the Jay-Z speech. And of course he, he accepted the Dr. Dre global impact award, which was, 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 was pretty dope. And I think this is the second, the second one I think they say they gave, uh, if I'm yeah, correct. He was the first. <laughs> Dr. Dre was the first. Was the yeah. Right. right. I guess that would be, that would be right. Which is kind of funny considering that, you know, you know, Jay-Z actually wrote for Dr. Dre, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, that makes it even mm-hmm. interesting. So he goes in and I'll say, this is the one thing that I was taken aback by, because you don't see this happen often. This is the first time ever, ever in my life of watching Jay-Z speak. And usually I don't really see, he don't do award shows as much. Usually it's like interviews and stuff that he's much more, you know, relaxed. I'd never in all these years have ever seen Jay-Z nervous. Like he was uh, dead ass. He was nervous, like nervous, nervous. And, you know, you know, you get nervous. Cause you know, that's not, you know, something that, you know, he's speaking in front of people like that. 
And I think part of it might have been nervous because I felt like he had a bunch that he wanted to say, but he was trying to make sure, okay, let me say it in a way to where I don't let that <laughs> that inner uh inner self out. But he got to the point and he was talking about Beyonce, even though he described her as this young lady, and he asked her, or he said, you know, to the to the, you know, he talked about his whole boycott of the Grammys back in '98. Um, you spoke about Will D- Smith. Yep, DM- Smith DMX. Yeah, DMX mm-hmm. got nominated. You know, he boycotted this shit because DMX, and that was crazy. That was the year that DMX dropped both of those uh, two albums. Mm-hmm. And you saw, you saw about the initial uh, boycott of the the first hip hop uh, rap Grammy award that wasn't televised. And then he went to the, the bigger point that Beyonce has the most Grammys of anybody in history, and has never won a album of the year award. Mm-hmm. Which was, you know, he said by the, your own metrics, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, the math ain't mathing. And then that this is the same night that Taylor Swift wins the her album fourth of the album of the year. And if you go back, mind you, that's bit, before that too. Yeah, and mind you, and it did again. So it's like he knew. <laughs> yeah, and this is yeah, before that happened. And two, <laughs> and I said not Kanye. Remember the infamous Kanye goes up on stage and say, you know, I'm you know she keeps the max. I'm sorry, but you know Beyonce had the best album of the year. Um, joint so, that, you know, so so can I go pause ahead. you real quick just because you just yeah, said that comment? Go ahead. For the people that are all over the internet, the web, and everything, right. trying to compare the two, there's no comparison. Number one, this is my award. I can say whatever the fuck I want to say when I get mm-hmm. on that stage. That's Very number true. one. Kanye Cut interrupted somebody that was getting <laughs> their actual, he actually award. interrupted the okay. exactly. This is my award. <laughs> I can say whatever the hell I want to say. Okay. Number two, tell me where the lie is at. Where's the lie? Yeah. You know, he even he even told them straight up, you ain't got to applause everything I'm saying. You ain't got to clap. You know, you know what I mean? Like, don't don't give me the bullshit clap. Because <laughs> I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. <laughs> I'm talking about you. So why are you clapping for something I'm pointing out to you? Mm-hmm. So, you know... Whether you're a Beyonce fan, this wasn't just a Beyonce comment. This was for everybody that's sitting out there busting their tail to even get in the room, as they say, to get in the room. Um, and it feels like the story's already written. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm going to go a step further real quick. I, I haven't heard Taylor Swift's album. I'm not here to hate on Taylor Swift. I, I know she does what she does and brings in the money that she does and all that type of stuff. So I'm not even going to hate on what she does. But if you look all over social media, you'll see some of her people that listen to her music. Some of them are saying that last album that she just won the album of the year for, what's her worst album? Was her worst album songwriting wise? They still brought it. They listened to it. They're a fan. Right. They went to the concert, all that type of stuff. But as far as album wise, it was the worst album she's ever put out. Yeah. And this was and, Scissors Night, and she was ruling the night. And and there and, you go. and, now, and that's the part that. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, and that's the part that is interesting about this, because you can go back through history on the album of the years. The album of the year winners, when you go look at, you listen to their complete albums, it mm-hmm. is one, it's a very, 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 very vulnerable piece all the way around. Like you get into the nooks and crannies of 
what that artist was thinking. The fact that Beyonce, and I'm not a big Beyonce fan, but I know music. The Lemonade album, and I think you guys may have listened to a couple of pieces that, you know, that was doing, they, they were going through their thing with Jay-Z. Right. If nothing else, that one didn't win that year. And I think it lost to... Should have. Should have. Yes. Like, if 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 the criteria... I don't even know what the criteria is for album of the year. I, I don't know what people think. But if if you just go back, if you go back to all the album of the years, you look at, okay, I, I you kind of see, okay, I see where the, the criteria is for this just by listening to it. That album of the alone, alone in Lemonade should have gotten album of the year based off of its content. Because if you go to Taylor Swift's content, each one of her albums is exactly that with, you know, whatever twist it has on it. Whether you go back to Beck, Adele, uh, you know, Beyonce lost to Adele for album of the year one year, Beck, Taylor Swift, and I want to say it was another one. So, I really don't know. I, I really don't know in this in this case where but it, that's it, what it is pointing day. out. She has she's yeah. won for so many of her singles right. Right. that make up the album, right? But yet has won for the album of the year. Right. I'll explain something else about one earl to go. Go ahead. I have a couple of things. Go ahead. Um, first, <clears throat> just to go to what you said about Jay Z, um, you're saying this that's the first time you've ever seen Jay Z nervous. I actually want to push you there, and I want to say that when you looked at Jay-Z, he wasn't, you couldn't tell that he was nervous. You only knew he was nervous because he said it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <clears throat> there was nothing There was nothing body language-wise that gave off the imp- impression that he was nervous. He, I've seen, I've heard Jay-Z speak plenty of times. He wasn't rattling. He wasn't stumbling. He's he just as cool as he usually is. He only, you only knew he was nervous because he said he was nervous. Second, um, he's looked nervous I, to me, but that's just me. He, he, he didn't seem nervous to me. Second, um, the award that he got again, it was bullshit because I felt like they just made they just made that shit. It's a two year old award. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought it was bullshit. Anyway, um, the thing that Jay Z, the things or the points that Jay Z were making, all are, are true, are valid. Um, People that got offended, um, I felt like they got offended because they probably was talking about some some of the people or some of those people. Um, that's you why don't they belong got in those categories, right? Um, <laughs> True. When you're talking True. about <clears throat> on the flip side of it, though, <clears throat> some people could sit up there and say, "Well, you know what? Even though she didn't win um, best album of the year, she's the most decorated." Grammy Award winner of all time. <clears throat> and some people could look in and say, well, what you complaining for? Like, you have a bunch True. of Grammys. You know True. what I'm saying? So True. <clears throat> you could look at it from that angle as well. But going back to what he said, what he said was very valid. There was a lot of things that he talked about that needs to be um, brought to the front of the congregation. My thing in terms of voting, right? Again, you can't tell me, and Sean, I don't, I don't know if, you, if I can say it, but <clears throat> can I talk about your association? I would not, too. I would not. I would okay, not like all right. To. So, all right, whatever. So, you can't tell me that somebody that's listening to this album is listening with an unbiased ear. There's no way in hell, no way in hell, 
that you could tell me that everybody that is voting and listening are listening with unbiased ears. You would have to find people who are unfamiliar with both of these artists, and that is almost impossible. Because what when you give somebody these this piece of work, the goal is for them to be able to listen and say, you know what? Right. It's not that I don't like this genre of music. I don't have any allegiance to the genre of music. I don't care. I'm not listening to the genre. What I'm listening to is the quality of the music. Do I like the melodies? Do I like the words? Do I like the content? Do I like the instrumentation? Like, it's not about, yo, do I like R&B? Or do I like this artist? And I feel like, yo, when you go into listening to that, it's people that's like, I don't like Beyonce. So right then and there, it's already a notch against it. Or I, I don't like R&B. Or I don't like the content, this drama shit that they, I don't like that. The same thing for Teller. I, I don't like pop. You know what I'm saying? I don't like this bubblegum shit. She's not singing. I don't want to hear this shit. So how can I go in and I say, yo, that's actually dope when I'm already going here with, with biases? That's my thing. The second thing is, too, I mean, well, it's not necessarily like the fourth, fifth thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like it because, again, this is a popularity contest. Like, people mm-hmm. are not getting, people are getting um, looked over. And these are people that really put their all into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think about, like, a P.J. Morton. Like, that Gumbo fucking um, album? Crack. Crack. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's people like that. And I he he did get he did get some notoriety and stuff like that. He did win a couple. Um, but it's people like that that I'm like, yo, you're going to lose out because there's somebody more popular in there that they're going to get the nod. You know? And you got to think about and listen to everything. And this goes into, like, Sean, what I was talking about when I said, like, when musicians listen to music, I think they listen to music differently. Again, I'm not mm-hmm. a musician. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a musician. Have I played a couple of instruments? Yes. But I feel like I listen to music like a musician because I'm not listening to what everybody else is listening to. Like, I can hear everything and pinpoint the the, p- the piano. Or I can listen to that shit, but I'm listening strictly to the bass. You understand what I'm saying? Or I'm listening strictly to the drums. You know what I'm saying? So, but everybody's not listening to these songs and things of that nature, you know, with that type of ear. So this is another reason why I just don't watch the fucking Grammys, because it's just it's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. So so I want to touch on something real quick. And and this is one of the things that uh kind of propelled Jay-Z to say some of the things he said. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just gotta uh wake people up, as they say. Right. So right. Sean, you mentioned it earlier, you know, uh Taylor Swift had broke the record because she has won four Grammys for um album of the year with uh Fearless, 1989, Folklore, and now Midnights. Do you know how many black women have won album of the year, period, in Grammys history? Anybody? So you got the, the How first many one. black women have won album of the year? It's probably either first zero one. or one. Well, I know the first one was what Ella Fitzgerald, if I'm correct. I think she was the first to actually the first black. Yeah. Actually, no. Actually, no, this is the first Grammy. I'm mad. She was the first Grammy. I was my bad. Um 
Whitney Houston, maybe, because she was pop. So the first Grammy Awards uh, was in 1959. The first album of the year going to a black woman was 1992. That was the Natalie Cole album, if you remember. Mm, That was the one that dedicated to her father. To her father? Right. Yeah. Two years later, Earl, you just mentioned it, Whitney Houston won. Yeah. The third one went to Lauryn Hill. Yeah, she was a la- and she was and she was the last one. She was the and last she one. She was the last one 25 last years one. ago. Right. She was the last You're one. You're telling me our black sisters putting out these albums. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. I mean, I mean, well, okay. All right. So we put it that way. Yep. If we put it that way. Let me, let me be honest with you. I want you to be. All right. Um when I look at Lauren Hill, yep, that album transcended across. It was life changing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it was a mass, it's a masterpiece. It transcended mm-hmm. outside of R and B, outside of hip hop. It transcended across uh, different age groups, across different mm-hmm. genders. Like that one, that one is different. And right. if I'm, if I'm. If I'm using that as the metric for where everything else should be, then I'm like, okay, I can understand because I, I haven't heard, I haven't heard an album since then. But take the black out of it. You gotta, you no, gotta no, have no, a winner. No, no, no. I, I so that means you're comparing it. all of Taylor's albums to it. No, and then when I look at, I look at, but but no. Okay, so watch this. Mm-hmm. I go to Whitney Houston, right? Yep. Dynamic voice. Mm-hmm. Great songs, ballad, ballad queen. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and she has some great ass writers. When I look at that, she was a pop. Pop is everything. You know what I'm saying? That's R and B, rap, pop. You know everything, right? Mm-hmm. She actually was getting more hate from her own people because it was too pop. Yeah, I you remember. That. So. But regardless, she was appealing to a, a broad audience. I felt like with Taylor Swift, she was kind of more compared in that comparison because I felt like her base or her her audience is very, very wide. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where Beyonce, she has a, a huge audience, but Beyonce, you're only targeting... Women, I'm not even going to say black women, but mostly mm. women of color, right? Gay people, gay guys, <laughs> and that's it. You're not touching on any males like that. You know what I'm saying? And if the males do like it, it's one of them. I, it's one of them. I'm, I could bump this in my car. I'm roll my windows up, but I'm a bumper. But you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't appeal to me. You understand what I'm saying? Whereas, I see what maybe, you did there. Well, maybe uh, Taylor Swift. She appeals like it's women and dudes that like their like her shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's not that's not me saying that her shit is better. A lot of Travis Kelsey's out there. Yeah, it's not it's not me saying that her shit is better. But it's just in terms of like nah, that's why I'm asking. I, I want like, to see your right. opinion. I feel like it's just right. her music or her she has more influence in my opinion. Right. And she oh, she definitely more, has the influence. She could reach yeah. more people. And then it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that again. Now she's attached to this football shit 
with Travis Kelsey growing the popularity. Hey, you know what? I I know this is bearing off, but just because you brought him up. Do you think he should have been there? For all the things that she's been at? I heard he wasn't. So You're talking a week before the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, it's right Sunday. there. It's right there in LA, and the Super Bowls in Vegas. Vegas. So if if I'm if I'm his teammate, if you're at the Grammys when we about to go play the Super Bowl, like get the fuck out of here. That's what. That's the type of time I'm on. And then if I'm a fan, because don't because okay. most football most football fans don't give a fuck about the Grammys. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Because so, it, it hits us for the Odell yeah. yacht joint. Yeah, so, yeah, I think he's trying. Yeah, I think he's to, to your point. So, I think he's not trying to go Hollywood. So if he had been there, so I think he, it would have been a he, bad look. He made yeah. the right. Yeah, he made the right. That's why I'm asking. Now, yeah, now I did hear that he was in the vicinity, but he made the right business decision by not yeah. making not being like there. Someone, there. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, because he would have got. He would have got criticized. Now, well, he would have got. He would have got criticized because the game yeah, has been played yet. If if they go play Sunday and he play like ass, then we know that you no, know it's, it's that, played, that's gonna be comparable to he you being on a boat. In, no, he could have played Tim's own and no life. shirts. He could have played the game of his life. If they lose, they're gonna be like, oh well, he wanted to be at the Grammys with. Ozzy no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And then people yeah, it, are gonna start hating Taylor Swift too because they're like, yo, yo, because of this bullshit. <laughs> that no, that's what that's what I'm saying though. I said that would be the comparable to. To Trey songs inviting him out onto that boat, you're right before the playoff oh, game. Everybody got yeah. shirts in there, Tim's on, and stuff like that. Either way, it was a bad look. Either way, it's bad. So the big game is right around the corner, and you realize you have more guests than your actual RSVP count. That's where Instacart comes in, North America's largest online grocery marketplace. From your favorite food needs, alcohol, office supplies, and more, you know, just in case you need some decorations, something like that, Instacart will connect you with a personal shopper in your area to shop and deliver your order and stay completely safe with their contactless delivery with their leave it at my door option. To receive a free delivery on your first order over $35, just follow the link in the show notes to let them know the Hot Seed Podcast sent you. Instacart, so you don't have to go to the store. Yes, this is the Hot Seat Podcast with your boy Sean, Earl, Dave. Episode one thirty eight. We know we went a little, we went a little long on on the Grammy review. We knew that was going to happen. Um, there's a lot going on there, you know, and it, it's uh, you know, it's something that only comes out once a year, but it strikes a chord like nothing else every single year. I don't care how often we talk about it every year. The Grammys are a big discussion. But let's go into some other stuff. There's something more important, in my opinion. Uh, we are Damn six right. days in now, and we still haven't talked about anything from Black History Month. Um, And, you know, unlike many of those who don't believe Black History Month is that important, it's still very important to us, um, to, to say the least. Um, for those who don't, I guess, in this new generation who aren't getting the same type of tutelage and educational black history month that we got, whether it's black history month plays and, you know, social studies and, you know, different book reports and stuff in schools. Um, you might want to know that black history month first started as Negro recognition week mm-hmm. back in 1926, if I'm correct. Um, it, at the time it coincided with the birthday of um, one, 
um, Abraham Lincoln, and I'm going to look it up real quick. It was uh, somebody else in that that time frame, and I completely forgot who the second person was. Um, and I know Omega well, Sci-Fi was um, influential in getting Black history uh, turning that week into a month. Yes, well, yes. You know, Black history practice, y'all probably didn't know about. Um, I, I, I love it. I love it. But you um, know, oh, I'm sorry. No, no. What, what was interesting about it, something that struck a chord, and I knew at the time, you know, you, you're working with what you got. Mind you, 1926. 1926, my grandmother right now is 84 years old. And that will put her. One years old in 26. Yeah, just she, she, I think she might just be just outside of that. My, my math is off real quick, but the Negro Appreciation Week—I know at the time that's you know what it started off as—but it just reminded me because we talked about it last week, and um, I had to—I I, I knew what it was, and I'm watching the, the Greatest Night <laughs> in Pop Appreciation Week. The uh, that was actually about a black person yeah. who actually started. By the way, Ain't that song? Um, but I'm thinking about the um, best. What was it? The best black best black single. At the AMAs, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so it maybe <laughs> so. Maybe as soon as I read that, I was like Negro Appreciation Week. Oh, so this mm-hmm. only is a week, and now we get the best black, uh, best black uh, single of the year or something like that. I'm like, bro. Well, we had all the music is black music. You hear? You hear what the fuck I'm saying? All of music is black, but the best black singer. So anyway, I'm about to get upset. So I don't know if y'all y'all watch TV. Carter G. Woodson. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's the name. We yeah. started. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all watch TV, and you know what? What Black History is kind of turning into in terms of the marketing, like the disrespect that it's turning into. Um, it's kind of on the same lines as Father uh, Father's Day. When I was coming up, and I, I, I mean, y'all should remember this. I feel like there was more commercials. Um, oh yeah, for Black History. You saw McDonald's, even McDonald's pandering and doing stuff for Black History and stuff like that. Calvin. Yeah, it it was just more things. It was more Black shows on TV. Right. And they were doing doing, um, episodes around Black History and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? From Family Matters to Rock to Martin, like to Cosby shows, different, like, all of these different shows, and they had some iconic episodes right. around the topic, right? But now it's like, what are those black sitcoms at? You know what I'm saying? Like, wh- what are the shows that every day or every week we're tuning in to watch? You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have that anymore. To the point where, like, I'm literally walking down the hall. That's when you had was blackish. Yeah. 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 Or, or now Abbott Elementary. But now it's like. Oh, yeah. But that's. That, yeah. 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 <laughs> or, like, but now I'm walking down the hall and I'm talking just randomly to um, some first graders. And while they have their coloring, Dr. Martin Luther King, while they have a poster up of Malcolm X, Harriet Tubman and stuff like that. Not mm-hmm. one of them could tell me who those people were. Not black, one of but, them could tell me what black history is. And, and, and that's the piece for me that I'm just like, yo, it's just like 
We just doing it to do it. But, but you know what? I, I just want to touch on this, Earl. Some things, especially our history, we can't put to somebody else to do. No, no. You know I, what I mean? I, I get it. Uh, that that's that's something inside our house, inside our community, where we need to. I agree, but push I, that but, to them. But what I'm saying is, they don't want you to know that shit. These are these <laughs> hell are, no. What I'm, what I'm also <laughs> communicating is that these are our people that still. No, I understand. Not being intentional with how, especially with the young ones, but not being intentional how they are teaching it because I, you know I don't expect them to know unless they're taught. You understand what I'm saying? But then also, too, what's going on in your household? Like, yo. That's what I'm like saying. Like, ass. Like, my mother had, and I I got to see if she still got it, because I want to take them off her hands. She had an, an encyclopedia, a whole collection, maybe about 40 volumes of black history. And when I tell you that this sister <laughs> made me and my sister go, and read those books. You know what I'm saying? So it's like after your homework, yo, go pick a book. Yeah, I know where and you come from. We would look through them volumes and mm-hmm. things in that nature. Like, or I would get the talks. You know what I'm saying? I would mm-hmm. have, like my my grandmother or my my grandfather would school me on something. My my mom would school me on certain things. You know what I'm saying? And because honestly speaking, we wasn't that far removed from the civil rights. You know, that no, was what right, coming right. up. That was what 30 years before, you know, right now, 20, 30 years before. Well, when <laughs> I was saying from when I was born, from when I was born, that was mm-hmm. 20 years, maybe less than that. You still know, so, and it's still but, going on. So, but this, this is where it, there, there's a, you said a couple of things that is why Black History Month has been relegated to the type of energy that you get for Father's Day. It's been diminished in a lot of ways because as soon as as soon as we talk about Black History Month, you ever notice, and I get it, you want to you want to pay homage to those who, you know, who led us here. But you ever always know they always name the same folks from yep. back in the day. It's yeah. always Dr. Martin Luther King, it yeah. always Harriet Tubman, is Malcolm X. Like you might see George Washington, Washington Carver. Ain't hey, mm-hmm. no, the same people, the same people. But I've been coloring since damn second grade on that little cutout <laughs> thing. That ass. Mm-hmm. They don't name Who nobody else. Who fought and it's it's a combination. It's a combination because it got to a point to where that I I have a dream speech start becoming I have a nightmare. And what I mean by that is it became a nightmare when you found yourself working 50 to 60 hours a week and you're still having to decide between eating and keeping the lights on. And it got to a point to where now, hey, I got to go do more work here. So I'm leaving my kids to be, you know, the, the communities got broken up because people couldn't afford to live there and stuff like that. People started dying off. The OGs, families started breaking up. And now all of a sudden, fast forward to 2020, after everything that we were taught, that we sang about, that we appreciated in our youth, and we watched a black man live get killed by a white cop. 
So in the eyes of a young black person, they look at all of us and those before us was like, hey, y'all did all that. And, and again, let's not say they're right. I'm just saying. Y'all did all that marching. Y'all did all this, you know, right hand up into the air, this, that, and the other, teaching, prophesizing. And we just watched one of our own just get killed like it was nothing. So it's the disconnect is actually really is on us at the end of the mm-hmm. day. No matter what, you can't, there's... There's always a reason. And then, you know, if there's enough reasons, they're going to add up to excuses at the mm-hmm. end of the day. I've heard of my own mouth. It was like, look, man, I ain't got time for all that, you know, you know, my, you know, my black brother, this and this, that, and the other. Uncle Tom said, like, hey, I got to make my bread so I can live. And I can't fault them because they're, the, they're, they're, the connections between the community ain't there. We always go back to this. You go into a Jewish community, you go into an Asian community. Ain't none of that going down. We've been fractured in such a way to where we can literally watch politicians go in and say, hey, we're going to remove your history from our schools. But you but you know why? And they have no pushback on it. You know why there's less fight? Because there's a disconnect. You know what I'm saying? I just like, I just I want to say it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think about the N-word, right? Mm-hmm. I think about the N-word, right? And we all have grandparents, right? Our grandparents came up through the civil rights and and before that. You understand? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so when you say the N-word, like I would never dare say that N-word around my grandmother. I wouldn't say it around my mother and them because that hits different because they lived through a time mm-hmm. where that word was, I mean, it's always derogatory, but when they might have experienced that word being used against them or towards them, you know, by somebody of another color. Whereas our generation, you know what I'm saying? We didn't really have to deal with that. Maybe depending on where you're from geographically, you might have seen some mm-hmm. of the, 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 the remnants of it. But we didn't have to deal with it, especially if you was up top. Now, think about this generation. Absolutely not. They don't have to deal with this at all. You know what I'm saying? If anything, now they're calling one another N-word, but they don't know the feeling of somebody from a different race. So I'm going to stop it right there, Earl. I'm going to stop you that right there. The rap album of the year was just won by Killer Mike. I don't know if you listened to that Michael album or not in its totality. There was so many many N-words in that from track one all the way through. So it's almost like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like it's one of those things where I, I the the N-word conversation has gotten old to me because now it's become so I, I understand for the OGs. Like again, my grandmother's 84 and we can talk about that, but <laughs> I've heard her say it too. But now it's become a, a case where it's it's used in a place so whether it's used as an adjective, something like whatever case, but I'm not gonna try to defend it. But when it comes down, what I've seen is for that black history aspect is we we now have gotten to the point to where we are not willing to either listen or to be educated by anybody who is in the know to actually improve our situation. But see, my thing look- is we can we can use it. Right. We'll use it. Right. Yeah. But we understand that there's a it was derogatory. Kids yeah. use it. 
and they don't realize and understand like that was derogatory. Like that was in a, a word used to degrade people that look like you. And that so goes to the we'll, education we'll, part. We'll at least have some respect and be like, right. you know what? With a person of a certain age, I'm not using that around. Them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like right. honestly speaking, they're not going to hear me say that. Anybody around that age in that in their vicinity, I'll talk right. to y'all. I might say that to y'all. And then even still, I actually even try to find, you know, I still have stipulations. Like, I'm damn sure not about to say it around other people. But if it's just me, you, and we in the room together and I'm talking and shooting shit, then I'm, it might slip out. But I'm talking to y'all as barbershop. And, but I'm not about to go outside and hear young people, people of other colors hear me because then my thing is that I don't want you to get an impression to think that, oh, because I'm using it, it's okay. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? What you what you got, Dave? What you got? No, I mean, I, even I kind of already said it. it. It was more to the sense, even getting off the N-word part of it, just the history in general. Like, I've always told y'all, my biggest history book were the people I grew up around. Right. You know, right, I, right. I grew Absolutely. up around Absolutely. older souls. So, you know, do I want to open up a book that was written by a person that may not even be black, be mm-hmm. from our culture, telling us about our right. culture, which is the well, weirdest thing I've ever seen that's in my life. <laughs> and, and that's what we're reading in school. Or do I want to sit back and look at my great grandmother and grandfather at the time? Cause they were alive during that time, during the time period of me being raised and my grandparents and everybody else like that. And asking about what happened during those time period. I'm going to get the real from them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get the unfiltered conversation from them. So that's why I say I put it more of the onus on us than anything else. You know what I mean? Because if I wait for a school system to do it, they may do it and do it wrong. And I still got to follow up behind. Like uh, Cam Cam already uh, wrote a report that had nothing to do with school. He's already written it. And it's it's sitting on um, on our fridge. He's already written it. You know, he watches certain shows that some people may sit back and go, oh, I don't know. How old is he? Don't don't worry about it. He knows right from wrong. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Because I want him to watch certain things so he's not out there and don't know right. that these things exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, we we were shooting the shit, me and Earl. I was, telling, I was like, yo, I let him see um, a couple episodes of the Boondocks and it blew his <laughs> mind. And, and, you know, people from the outside looking in like, man, that ain't about nothing. Do the jokes. That's a real ass show. It is. It is. <laughs> But you just ain't ready for that realness. So once you're able to have that conversation with your peoples, with your kids and stuff like that, that's when you know, would you rather have them prepared for what they're Mm going to see anyway? Or would you like them to just walk out there into the world and go, oh, yeah, I've been in this cocoon all my life. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, hold on. What's this? What's this? No. You're going to meet the world one way or another. But I think that's my job. To piggyback off of Dave, like I agree where parents got to hold the responsibility of not shielding their kids from these things because at the end of the day, like Dave said, they're going to see it anyway. You're going to experience like a perfect, and they're going to see experience their time without you being there. Right, exactly. I remember a perfect example, and this is and no disrespect, Sean. Like I, you know, this is why I have an issue with Virginia. This is why I have. Oh, I'm gonna say, wait a minute, disrespect. Hold on, no disrespect, but I'm about to disrespect you, sir. No, it's not your music. I'm about to come come see you real quick, sir. No, y'all claiming something that don't belong to (laughs) y'all, like we all do. What I'm saying is, like when I was younger, 
I remember my father, and actually my grandmother told me this story. My father didn't even tell me this story. My grandmother was like, look, my dad was born in Brooklyn, right? His father was born in Brooklyn. My dad, my grandfather was in the military, so he ended up going to Norfolk. So, so part of his life, he was raised in Norfolk. Mm-hmm. But because you're talking about my dad was born in 48, he was growing up in there around the 50s. You know what that looked like? Well, oh, you yeah, imagine so. what that looked like yeah, around yeah, in the 50s yeah. in the Commonwealth of right. Virginia. You know what I'm saying? To the point where he was like, yo, that he couldn't use the bathroom, you know, in uh in the school, he had to go to the outhouse in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he dealt with other racism, you know what I'm saying, within Virginia, to the point where my grandmother, who was Cuban, which this was like a, a bit of a difference for her in a sense, you know. Um, she was like, yo, and that's her oldest, she was like, I don't want him to have to experience that. So right. she sent him back to New York to live with his grandmother, you know what I'm saying, in Brooklyn. So I say all that to say, like, you know, my my perspective of these things was different because I like Dave was saying, like, I've had people that witnessed that that was close to me that gone through it and got to hear their firsthand accounts of the situation. So what what I'm reading in what I'm reading in the um, books, they're good, but I'm also getting an account of people who is there. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's prices. That's just like if somebody, like when kids are sitting up here or we having a conversation and we talk about um, 9-11, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yo, my perspective of 9-11 is going to be different from a lot of people because like right. I, I was downtown. Like right. I saw the smoke. I saw the chaos. Like, mm-hmm. I have a story to tell about that compared to somebody that was in Maryland. You know what I'm saying? And not to say that, because they got a different story. They got a mm-hmm. story about what happened at the Pentagon. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, compared to somebody that was down in South Carolina or something like that. But we right. was there, so we have a different account. And I just, to wrap all of this up, I really urge parents to really start bringing up and talking about our culture and not just relegating it just to February, but this should be a thing that we do because like these kids need to know where they came from. And I I really feel like it will alter how they move out here in these streets because they don't care about themselves. To, to, to what you say, Earl, and then I, I know we can wrap it up from here. And you, you said it and I was trying not to outside. So the biggest thing that we can do, and this is going to be even before this is for the next generation. And for those who are alive now, who are able to change that narrative, our story can only be verbalized and written by us. You got that right. Every February you see corporations, they do their, they, they do their, quote unquote due diligence to get all of the black history facts of the month and they probably sent out this this corporate email and to try to spotlight black history for the month and more times than not they missed the mark and I've been privy to those type of things to where company sends out an email and the person 
you know, they they probably they themselves knowing them, they mean no harm. Mm-hmm. But what they send out, it doesn't register to them that the imagery they and the message they're putting out is it doesn't reflect who we are as black people. Mm-hmm. And typically it usually it usually starts always one way. Now it's it's, it's even now since we're in 2024 and now it's become a thing, you might get you might get some imagery of you know of a young black person with his pants around around his ankles. Then you might get something. Of course, you're gonna get something about Dr. Martin Luther King. Then you'll get something about slavery or something like that. That is what people outside of the black community and a black race. That's all they know. And it has gotten to a point to where we have just handed over our entire ancestry to these people who don't know nothing about us and allow them to write our history. But with, so, with, with media places, like we don't, we also don't own a lot of media spaces. To no, 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 it, does, it doesn't, no, it's not even about media. It's about your day to day. This is your day to day. You can go to any company today and I guarantee you on black history month, they do it for native American history month too. They do it for Hispanic heritage, Hispanic heritage month as well. But the one that hits is black history month. They go over the top by saying, Hey, we want to spotlight those from black history set up for this. And we still talk about Don, Dr. Martin Luther King. There's no disrespect, but we still talk about him. We still talk about Harriet Tubman. We still talk about these people. We're not talking about hell. It's so crazy. They don't even talk about Barack Obama and they forget that even happened. Like, they don't even talk about that happening, and that was just really 15 years ago. Yeah, well, and, I mean, at they, all, they tell you they tell you the stuff they want you to know, like, and I and we make a joke about that. it all the time. I say, and I say it's funny, but there's truth to it. You see, the slave films always come out around Christmas, and I'll try, I'll challenge anybody to go do their history because I don't just say it just for it's, it's for a laugh. It's always something within that. And that's what I mean. Like that narrative we wanted to change for our kids. You have to have to make sure that you're pushing that push back on that. And you can't be silent about you can't be silent about that stuff, man. You can't. I mean, I I love those movies, but like there's more to us than do it on on 4th of July then. Do it on 4th of July. Nah, not even that. Just do other movies. Like, I mean, that's why you only know about Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. You only know about, it's like they they always talk about the same HBCUs, freaking Howard, Morgan, I mean, not Morgan, uh, Howard, uh, Hampton, and things. They don't realize there's over 100 HBCUs, but they talk about the same shit, you know, but that's why, again, I agree when you say, like, we, we have to be the ones that control our narrative. And now they let them do it. They didn't pick the. They didn't pick Morgan Freeman as our black, you know, head of the house. This is the Hot Tea Podcast with your boy Sean Earl Dave, episode one thirty eight. Let's pivot a little bit to some other places. Something that these two guys can speak to. Um, is this a not so breaking news? We can go to not so breaking news. Y'all want some not so breaking news? Let's let's go. Not so breaking news. So I saw within the last couple of days that the new. <laughs> so 
we are all fans. Well, at least two of us are, because I don't know Earl, because Earl don't like nothing. Um, fans of the World Cup, the FIFA World Cup. And if y'all didn't see, already didn't know, that the, 20, the 2026 World Cup final is coming to MetLife Stadium. And you know what, though? All of them to get broken ankles. And you know what? I'm I'm glad I'm glad you you know what? I'm glad you said that. Yep. That's about right. Man, about listen. Right. I saw that shit. I was like, I am not like playing Bruh, listen. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> the World Cup final is coming to New York City. Bro, I have been in New no, 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 Jersey. No, no, no. It's coming it's to Jersey. But Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it's coming, coming <laughs> to MetLife. Coming to MetLife. Stop doing that. <laughs> it don't really matter, bro. The World yes, Cup is coming yes, to that do. area. New Jersey. <laughs> I know logistically the, the, the New Jersey, New York, that area, they are, they're probably the best in the world at, you know, logistically handling all the stuff around but bruh the world cup final coming to MetLife, which has been home to some of the worst acl pcl mcl bbl injuries of the last <laughs> nf several NF- yeah. that's gonna be the first slide that's gonna be the first slide that they gonna have on that raggedy ass <laughs> turf out there it's how earl looked when he was strolling <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. That shit was trigger, yeah. man. That's what I said. Man, I don't. What you guys say? I mean, for real though. But I, I'm going to still tell it first, man, because I know he's our resident, you know, footballer, oh, man. man. How you feel when you heard that announcement, bro? I mean, I'm happy it's back in the country, period, and on this side. Um, right. The only thing that I would check it, it, it's always about when you bring those type of things in certain areas. It's right. that commute, you know, because yes, man, you know. We love our football and stuff, but football for these people that are coming internationally, it's different. It's different. it is different. It you thought you different. saw something yeah. when you see a game, it ain't nothing, man. Yeah. So, you know, some of these areas are set up where there's so much stuff around it. I don't know yes. all the things that they built up around MetLife. Uh, Earl will probably tell you better than that. Mm. Then, uh, besides the was that American that mall or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, you go to some of these places and everything's in walking distance. Like you have a whole party for the whole day. MetLife, <laughs> it's a Swamp little land. different. So, so here's my question. So <laughs> how many, ahead, how many, oh. what's the capacity for MetLife? About 90. Is it okay? Okay. Cause so I went to, when I was in Qatar, I went to the stadium out there. And I think that holds around about ninety thousand, but it felt more like a hundred thousand people in there. I've been to a they couple of did have nas- in there. <laughs> <laughs> right, bruh, <laughs> and you know. So, eesh. I mean, I, I look at it from a different angle. I mean, do can can they handle the traffic? I mean, yeah, it's still going to be traffic, but there's so many where that life is at. Yeah, it's like nothing but highways, right? Um, so that's good. Um, but it's still going to be traffic. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing I look at it is because this is my home state, it is going to mm-hmm. bring revenue to the state, you know, and yep. it's going to provide opportunities and jobs. If y'all think about it, 
remember the Super Bowl was here one year. Mm-hmm. And I remember that because yeah. that brought mad Right before that jobs. storm. Right before that the storm became two other. That brought that. mad yeah. jobs and opportunities for people in, in the area and surrounding, you know, areas. Uh, also, too, um, what else would uh, 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 keep in mind? Now, it wasn't at MetLife, but remember, they, they have the, um, what's the tennis? Um, the, what, uh, what's the tennis? Oh, you're US talking Open. about the Open. Yeah, 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 yeah,
Because it got posted, they saw it, and they arrested him. So Wait, I'm sorry. What, what, what was he doing? He, he was, was using the, the, the Apple Vision Pro. Yeah. It was doing the it was doing the uh automatic driving. Yeah, the driving in that sense. And he mm. had the Vision Pros oh, on yeah. operating that while he was recording he was himself driving. and posted yeah. it on X. <laughs> Total failure. Um, Mind you, they just did a recall on that on some of those on a lot of all the Teslas because of the whole self driver. Yeah, they did a whole. uh, So number one, are y'all getting y'all Vision Pros with thirty five hundred? And then secondly, are you waiting to get behind a Tesla and driving that sub mode and uh, throwing your Vision Pros or walk around the city with your Vision Pros on and not know where you're going? (laughs) We had a conversation about the Teslas, and I said like one of the things. Cause I ain't gonna hold you. I was like, yo, I felt like my next car was gonna be uh uh electric. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But wiggy, wiggy, what kinda, kinda um that was good. What kinda that deterred me a little bit was when me and Dave was talking, we was like, Well, it seems that Tesla stock has been dropping because one of the problems yep. has been when it's getting cold. Cold. Yep. People mm-hmm. like the, the electric cars not start. Mm-hmm. Now to go back to that vision pro, I actually seen um a video maybe like a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. And I knew they I knew they was coming. I knew they was coming because they also mm-hmm. got these glasses coming out and this toothbrush, but whatever. I know it's coming. Um, what I like about it is that you can have these vision pros on or whatever they call, but you can have like you're having you can FaceTime, like you you're talking, you can see that person, like it's right. it's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I do like about it too is that you don't have to take it off to be able to see your surroundings, like yep. you can still focus and see your surroundings you can uh go on the online and things of that nature it's like it's 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 pretty dope but you know anything that's new and innovative especially with apple it's always a crazy uh price that you know that they always you know start with but at some point it's going to go down it'll get down to a reasonable price it's still going to be expensive um, but it'll get down there, and then by the oh, time, oh yeah, I mean, we buying phones for two thousand. I mean, right, right. And by the right. time it goes down, it's gonna be that's gonna be the old model. <laughs> it's gonna be a new version now. Yeah. You know? They showed a guy who was on the sideline at one of the NBA games with a pair on, which was he was <laughs> he was standing up courtside <laughs> with a pair on. And I'm like, bro, look, I well, love my technology, but like, well, I I kind of draw my line somewhere even with the VR. With the old, like with the old VR, because I have one of those. Um, yeah, you could be courtside. You could be courtside, and you could and literally just sitting next to a real person, and you could yeah. see the game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? First of all, my first of all, my my whole situation ain't gonna work out for me anyway. Well, yeah, so if yeah. I can't play Call of Duty, yeah. so I'll be damned if I buy some glasses. Yeah. My ass be blowing chunks every goddamn way. I'd be like, nope. Yeah. Nope, that's just not <laughs> for, it's but not you, working but for me. You know, sir. What, Sean? Nope. you know what, Sean? I'm pretty sure that they have thought about them because you're not the only one that deals with that. And I'm pretty sure that what's with technology, I, I can imagine that they'll find a way to mitigate that issue. Hmm. Yeah, I can't do it. First of all, you, you, I like it. Yeah, I just, he, he ain't throwing a big word yet. So I, really I, can't. I love, <laughs> I love it. I, I love it, man. This is uh, hey. we can, we can. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Hey, real quick, I know we're about to end, but I got one more not-so-breaking news because this is uh, dear to my heart, being here in the DMV. Right Mm -hmm. now, they are causing a movement for, it's the beer and wine movement to be sold in the supermarkets finally. So I I don't know if you heard about it. They're pushing it along. We do not have that, my brother. If I go to Costco for liquor, I got to go to D.C. Not in Maryland. 
Yeah, no, no, no. I'm about to say, DC, DC. Oh, Maryland. DC, Maryland. So, shout out to my man Westmore. I know you had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, West for president. Man. It's the it's the priorities, man. It's the priorities. West for president, man. I, I I love it, man. This is this isn't not so breaking news, but it, we can kind of tie this into. Uh, I guess a video game video game corner before we get out of here. I guess you know. And that will just be off of I guess that you know nothing wants to work how it's supposed to work in the the Mm. game because there's supposed to be a transition. So did you guys see the new courts that they're going to be using for this year's All Star game? Did y'all see that at all? So, uh, man, fuck the fuck the NBA All Star. Like, fuck all these All Stars. No, is the NBA LED court that they will be yeah. using for the celebrity game as well as the Saturday night festivities. Um, what is it? It's like, so they're going to be in a video game? Or no, 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 no. That the court is glass. They're actually going to be playing over the glass. Well, they'll be like playing over the glass. So they're not going to do it for the All Star game on Sunday, but for the celebrity game. And for the Saturday night, whatever is responsible, whoever they go. So they're going to do that while they're wearing Vision Pros? <laughs> Somebody's going to hurt themselves. Oh, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. I saw, I saw this, man, and I was like, they, they legit. They legit then brung, you know, the NBA, they didn't, they didn't went 2K. So the NBA unveiled their state-of-the-art LED court for All-Star 2024 at Lucas Oil Stadium, which is in Indianapolis this year. So... The, M- and the NBA today unveiled the state of the art full of LED court. court. Um, yeah, that's the whole course. So it's developed by ASB Glass Floor that will be used for the All Star 2024 events taking place, uh, which includes the Ruffles NBA All Star Celebrity Game, the State Farm All Star Saturday Night, uh, consisting of the you know the Skills Challenge, three point contest, um, and Slam Dunk contest, as well as the WNBA three point challenge. Um, so it's going to be dope, man. So the design and color changes, live replays and video content, uh, real-time uh, game stats, um, location-based uh, player tracking, animation, interactive games for fans doing timeouts. Pretty pretty wild, man. So they're going to be doing it all over the court, which is pretty dope. I think I saw this. Um, they were presenting this, I think, during the college season. If y'all saw, like, they were showing, like, uh, like stats and stuff doing on players and stuff like that. I think I saw... They, I think they even did this on CBS at one point. So they're kind of making this thing more interactive. So if you're at home, but even more in the in the stadium, because we've all been to stadium games outside of the crowd, the stadium experience is kind of stale sometimes. You for the most part, because you don't hear the commentators, you don't hear nothing like that. So uh, mm. this way is for them to be more, you know, keep the, the crowd more entertained compared to what we see at home. So. I guess it's going to be pretty dope. We'll see how it goes. I don't know how much it costs. I was trying to get a cost on this glass, but, you know, I guess they were spraying no expense at this point. You know, you know, that's that's just what they're doing. I guess, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, this is the Hot Seat Podcast with your boy, Sean Earl Dave. Episode 138. Uh, we went a little long-winded today, but, of course, we're just going to get about here. Of course, this podcast wouldn't be what it is if we hadn't taken our Xbox Live conversation and bring it over to the podcast space. So, as always, you can actually find us on Xbox Live, the chat, play some games and such. You can find me at Sinai2X. Um, find me right now, Suicide Squad. It's a multiplayer game, online thing. Uh, I will be giving my take during a hot take itself. I won't spoil it here. 
or just give it away here all, all willy-nilly. Um, I will say, have as I have not read any reviews at all, I give this game a very high rating. Um, I will go into that a little bit more. I know there's been some others to say other things there, but I think that game is pretty superb, to say the least. Um, so you can find me there. Of course, you can find me in Madden. We're playing there as well. Um, I do have some new information. We'll be y'all later. But I think I saw something, EA Sports. Um, they are looking to drop NCAA football July 12th or something like that. So we'll get more information coming off of that as well. But Sinatu X, man, on Xbox. Dave, what you got? All right, the storyteller. Uh... Really rocking on the zombies right now. Modern Warfare 3 has gotten a lot better. Um, outside of video gaming, uh, finished watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith on uh, Prime Video. I liked it. Uh, okay. okay. It, it, it was pretty interesting. I'll just put it that way. Wait for my whole review on it. Um, looking forward to X-Men 97 for Marvel. I believe that's supposed to be coming out sometime in March, I believe. The I animated uh, series. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big push on, uh, if you haven't heard John David Washington, uh, may be playing the next King for the recast. If you don't know who that is, that's Denzel Washington's son. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever watch ballers and stuff like that. And then, uh, by the time this premieres tomorrow, also the Marvels will be premiering on Disney plus. So if you haven't seen that's it yet, go out there and jump out and check that out. Uh, we'll have more stuff, but that's all for now. Yep. What you got Earl? And Fat Boy 973. <laughs> <laughs> of course, man, join us this Sunday at 9:30 a.m. live on our YouTube channel, Facebook, and IG Live. Football Watch talk out, we live. The Giants. Pre-game show. We're going to be talking everything Super Bowl predictions. I don't know what's happening with him right now. <laughs> I have no idea, man. We're going to be ending out the year. Unfortunately, this will be the last, the last thing that we do before we do our, you know, our epic. Um, Tati podcast, NFL watch podcast, or watch cast in, in April. But yeah, we're going to be a little bit depressed after Sunday because they know football for several, several, several months, man, to say the least, man. We appreciate you guys happening in. And of course, on the way, those dope, dope, dope exclusive merch from the Hot Tea podcast. We got it in the black, got it in the gray. That's what Mike's game is with headsets and a whole lot of unfiltered conversation. And then if you haven't already, make sure you go in and subscribe to the new Hot Seat Podcast Plus to get those exclusive perks. And if you want to join us for that, you know, NFL draft watchcast, which will be exclusively for those Hot Seat Podcast Plus members. Anything else we got tonight, guys? No? Nope. Nah, it's the hot seat. Go. It's the hot seat, man. That's what Earl said. You know, look at look at look at this guy. He's on his way. You know, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to try to bring some new, you know what I'm saying? Some movements to this shit. You feel me? Let's, yeah, let me just let's get away from here before he take this to the bathroom and really hit you with shit. <laughs> Pretty much. The hot seat.